Hello and welcome to Snake Way, a uh, Dragon Ball re not rewatch. I don't. I want to say rewatch for some reason. This isn't really a rewatch. Not nope. until we hit some Dragon Ball Z stuff. But welcome to Snake Way, a Dragon Ball Watch podcast where we are currently watching Dragon Ball. Yep. I am Faden, and I'm Cheery. As always, we have another batch of episodes. The first one being episode twenty nine. The Roaming Lake. Great name. It's a good name. Goku begins a search for his grandfather's four-star Dragon Ball and finds the adventure of a lifetime. The fate of an entire village rests on his shoulders as he braves the perilous desert to discover the secret of the mysterious Roaming Lake. It's time to hunt for Dragon Balls. Yep. Time to hunt for Dragon Balls. I'm, I'm glad we're getting right back to where we started. The hunt for all seven of those babies. Well, not all seven, just one in particular. <laughs> That's true. That's true, but I have a feeling. Mm. I just have this strange feeling. I, I truly don't know why. I don't know what's going to happen, but story structure. <laughs> yeah, and also another thing that's different, It's we got Goku alone. He's all by himself in a lonely world looking for his grandpa. Yeah, Goku alone, which is really strange. I feel like it's dangerous to let Goku out in the world unaccompanied by a responsible anyone. Yep, as we'll come to see in this episode. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, everyone kind of starts saying their goodbyes, but Roshi, Roshi's like, hey, you should take Krillin with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you need someone to help you out, which he is, he is right. Yeah. But Krillin doesn't want to go. He just wants to train. Yep. More training for me. More training, but Roshi wants Krillin to leave because uh, his plans. He he has a different plan when he gets back home. Fantasies. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not an actual plan in reality. He even acknowledges that they're fantasies. He does acknowledge the fantasies. He wants to go back and just kind of drink wine with launch on the beach. Yep. And also everything else. Yeah. I feel bad that I forgot about Launch until this moment. Oh. I just, like, don't think of her often anymore because she's, she's not around. You know, she's great. Where what? Where was she? She was, she's laying low. That's true. She's I need to watch re- it on TV. She just, yeah. It should have cut to her watching it on TV with the alligator. Yes. <laughs> and the turtle. And the turtle. When are we going to get to see Turtle? He's around. I know that for a fact. Okay. I've seen him around. So okay, he's just generally in things. I don't, I don't know. He's in Dragon Ball Z. I know that. Damn, that was the biggest question I had before we went into Dragon Ball Z. Does this T Turtle show up? And you just spoiled it. That's just hateful. That's just evil shit. I'm sad now. I don't. I don't know. Damn. I don't even know why I'm watching Dragon Ball anymore. Yeah, I was, no, we might as well stop. We might as well stop. But let's pretend we continue. Yep. So yeah, Krillin can't go because, you know, he can't even ride the Nimbus Cloud because he's not pure of heart. He's been carried before. Yeah, he's been carried before, but I don't think that was comfortable. No, he was not happy about it. No, he, no, no, no. Goku flies off. Everyone waves bye-bye. Yeah, have fun, Goku. Mm-hmm. We get scenes of everyone just kind of living their life real quick. Well, it's mostly just a weird B-plot of Bulma and... Uh, Yamcha fighting constantly. Yeah, they are bickering. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, very toxically bickering. It's mostly just that 
Bulma's back on her shit, and then Yamcha doesn't take any of it. Yeah, Yamcha. <laughs> this is a new Yamcha. He uh, he has the confidence of coming like fifth in the world tournament. Yeah, or whatever, or whatever. <laughs> I guess technically fourth because everyone who lost the first round all coming fourth. Hmm. Wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Bulma's mad about that? She doesn't really explain why she's unhappy, or do you think that? This is how I read it. I read it as her not going on the adventures for the Dragon Ball. It makes her kind of bump, but she didn't want to. She didn't want to. No, she's they're just they're just not right for each other. They're not right and for so each other. So Bulma's unhappy. So she's how she is when she's unhappy. She really wanted Jackie Chun to be hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why she's gonna start looking for Dragon Balls again. <laughs> Probably because they're gonna break up. She she'll need a new b- boyfriend. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! That's why they're setting up their bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That that would make sense. I like um a scene of Krillin just eating ice cream back in his blue suit. He just looks I don't know, he always looks so funny. He looks like a little a little lost boy. He he just yeah, he looks like a little lost boy, but he he looks like a little businessman. Yeah. Yeah. He kinda has that energy. Going to do some big business as a little guy. A little guy doing big <laughs> business. Roshi's also doing big business. Yep, panty shopping. Panty shopping. We need more Master Roshi and Oolong talking to each other, hanging out. <laughs> Oolong needs to teach Master Roshi how to be a bit more subtle instead of just asking a cashier to try on the panties for him to see how it looks. Yes. Well, <laughs> no, he doesn't really need subtlety. He needs to intervention. <laughs> yeah. He needs to be stopped. He is a criminal. He's really strong, though, so. Too strong. Well, but also he takes hits from women like extremely like uh he's sensitive to those hits, right? Yeah, he, like his defenses are just entirely down. They're like at absolute zero. Right. He's, he's not him. even like, expecting it. If Master Roshi had gone against what's her face, Ranfan would have lost. Like he would have been out of the tournament. Yeah, Ranfan would have kicked his ass. Yeah, instantly. He would have <laughs> had no chance. No, he wouldn't have stood a chance. <laughs> no, that was, like, he literally said so. Yeah. Fuck. That's how it should have happened. Semi-finals. Ranfan beats Roshi. That would have been great. <laughs> so yeah, he gets slapped. And that's the last we really see of him and Krillin. That is the last we see of him for these episodes. We don't we don't touch back with them anymore. Yep, that's it. Kind of missed Krillin a little bit. I really wish he went on this adventure. I wish he had a better heart. We also get a cutback to another tournament uh, participant. Yes. A, 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 a not winner, but a winner in spirit and True. heart and goal, which was Nam. Yeah, we got Nam again, and he brings back the water. He brings back giant water tanks. Huge water tanks. Massive. He's like, it's not enough. It'll it's only sustain us for a little bit. Right. This drought's ridiculous. It's just so weird. I don't... This whole this whole, <laughs> this whole thing, thing is, is weird. Just so weird. Yeah. So this doesn't make any sense. But. It's not really a drought anymore. The river has apparently dried up, according to the village elder. Yes. Which that's new information. I feel like that should have been investigated first. I mean, maybe the river drying up. Maybe the drought is the cause of the river drying up. But they live in True. the desert, so they oh they should expect the drought. Yeah, they do live in the desert, but yeah, you know, kind of tasked Nam to go upstream. Yeah, we could investigate what's going on upstream, which... They didn't do yet. Yep. 
I mean, see, this is my thing. They're probably... he, he doesn't actually test that. He tells him this legend that his father told him about True. the roaming lake. Yeah, unrelated to this, actually. If... Entirely unrelated. He kind of just brings it up. I don't know why, but he just brings it up about the roaming lake. Right. And the roaming lake has sometimes caused droughts by just walking away. Yeah, but also has saved people from droughts by just appearing on drought-ridden lands when they need it the most. Like a miracle. Right. We kind of find out what the roaming lake is. I guess. Um, later. But for now, mystery. Mystery! Uh, Goku, like... So Goku. Nam on his way up the river. Yeah, that's true. So it's weird. It's interesting because this is almost a story about Nam. This is a Nam episode, which is cool. Um, and he, he's walking upstream, and he gets his ass attacked. And uh, <laughs> another pterodactyl. Yes, another giant pterodactyl just comes and swoops him up, grabs him up. Gonna eat him for gonna dinner. Eat him for dinner. <laughs> At first, we're like Garen, not Garen, not Garen. He kind of has a weird voice. Dinosaurs have weird voices. They're all over the map. Yep. And so, like, Goku's swimming. Goku's just swimming in Oasis as Nam flies by. Well, not Nam flying by, but Nam is being carried over. Yeah, Goku hot in the desert for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this anytime I saw the Nimbus flying. I'm just like, man, you would never be hot on that bitch. You'd be mostly always cold on that bitch. You'd be freezing. You'd be freezing, always. Uh, <laughs> like, the, the wind is hitting you so hard. Maybe the sweat's just like, took a bit off the water. Does right? acknowledge that, though, in the next episode. And so he gets in... Jumps in the oasis, as he finds, and swims around, and he sees and hears Nam yep. being kidnapped, well, <laughs> preyed upon yeah. by the pterodactyl, and he's like, oh shit, that's my friend Nam, let me go save him. And Goku does something amazing. Yes, he does a big, big deal right here. He puts on his clothes before he goes to battle. Right, he has learned something. He's learned. Wear clothes for battle. Wear clothes for battle. And Power Pole smacks that pterodactyl very much like the first episode, too, where he saves Bulma from, you know, yeah, the other... the pterodactyl. Yeah, from the other pterodactyl. There's a lot of pterodactyls in this show. You know, it's an exact, like... It's basically the exact same. It's the exact design, yeah. Yes. Which is also Garen's exact design. Yes. Uh, yeah, Goku rescues Nam. Nam, pure of heart. Oh, he does have a pure he heart. He rides the Nimbus Cloud, yeah. Nah, Dom does have a pure heart. So, has one up on basically every other character in Dragon Ball, morally. If having a pure heart is a good moral thing. You know what, that's also true, because yeah, Goku uh, goes back to his old antics. Yeah. He, for some odd reason, checks. <laughs> to see if Nam's a boy, because he's like, oh yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I needed to know. Why? Why does Goku need to know this? Why is this even a thing? I don't even understand this. I don't even... If Goku does not perceive gender in any way, why does he care the gender of anyone? If he can't tell... Maybe he's, maybe as a kid, he was just really obsessed with pronouns because he could never understand them. <laughs> and he's like, I gotta know if it's, it should be he or she. <laughs> it, just, it just is so strange. I don't know. It's just... Goku. It's just one of his weird idiosyncrasies. And I don't feel like any other animes have copied this aspect of Goku. You know, probably artfully so. Well, yeah. I That I'm aware of, obviously. There's so much anime. I'm sure someone else does it. There's always the like, oh, this very pretty femboy is actually a boy and not a girl like I thought. There's like that sort of thing, but there's never yes. like the protagonist, the main protagonist of the show, genital inspecting them. <laughs> I don't know what else you call it. 
the pat down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I can't believe nobody's told him. No, people have told him. At I least can't believe nobody Chi told him. Chi Chi said never do that. <sighs> he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't listen. This he is a red flag. This is true though. He does does not listen. He d- does not just Anyway. <laughs> Goku and Nam keep going upstream. Discover, hey, we found out what's damning everything. Well, we found the river. We found what Wait. we think is damning everything. Yeah, true. Because they found the river. They found the river. Yes. And they didn't mention about where the river started, but whatever. It doesn't matter. They eventually found the river. And they found a big dam. And it's dino bath time. All the pterodactyls are just bathing out All here. All the little kid Terry's. Like... Yeah. They're like <laughs> splishing and splashing around. It's kind of cute. It, it looks like cute. very pastoral and just like sweet. Nam begs, hey, please let the water flow. Give me to their leader so I can convince them to break the dam. Yeah, like a triad council or something. But not really, right? Because he flips him. And then he (laughs) commands those two guys to attack him. True. So I feel like they're just talking to the one guy. And the other two are just there. Yeah, because we find out that he's not the boss. That's also true. Yeah, so I do like Nam says, hey, you know... The water, it belongs to everyone, not just y'all. <laughs> and that just, that causes the fight. Yes. Though, Nam does go ahead and assume that the dam is the reason why the water is drying up. Um, yeah. Which is, like, very soon to be revealed that this has been here for a very long time. Like, right. Yeah, this dam has been here forever. Right. But I guess they never said when the river dried up. So, Goku... They said the, the river, I mean, relatively recently, because of when the drought happened. Right. So, yeah, this is the thing that's confusing. So, we learn all this after, like, Goku steps in to protect Nam from the other pterodactyls. And, hey, it's our boy, Giren. Big boss. Who's like, hey, don't fuck with this kid. It was humiliating, but he's earned my respect. Yeah, he's strong. He's strong. I don't want... You're going to get your ass beat. <laughs> yeah. And he informs him, this This has just been here. It's This is, like, our wonder gum. Yeah. It's also in the show, it's all... It's, it's like, yeah, it's new generations. Yeah. Yeah, if I, could, I would destroy you if I could, but I can't. It's made of Wonder Gum. It's destructible. It's so weird because, yeah, generations. So, the, like, the timeline does not match up on this river stuff. No, because we, yeah. Right. Yeah. But we still blow it up so anyways. we still blow it up anyways. Yeah, that's the funny part to yeah. me. <laughs> Goku, blast of a Kamehameha wave. He'll, he, he, well, first things first, he didn't believe that it could be destroyed. True. Um, so he, but also, I guess he just didn't care that much about it. The dam. Yeah. And oh, also, com- it doesn't, I mean, yeah. So he Kamehameha waves it. And it brings the water to the village. It, br- it breaks, yeah, it also breaks the dam a little bit and breaks like a little hole burst, that bursts through like a little bit deeper. Yeah. But it still mostly holds, which is good because that whole valley would have got wiped out because <laughs> that dam was huge. <laughs> um, yeah, it would have been absolutely obliterated. <laughs> water comes back and before all of this, we get one scene of uh, Balma and the gang. Yep, driving. Oh, not driving. Out of gas. Out of gas. Shame someone didn't remember to pack extra gas. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Uh, Yamcha's like, he doesn't have to think about things. He's too handsome. I think he says something along that lines. No, he said, if the car ran on good looks, I could drive forever. That's right. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> That's a good Yamcha line. <laughs> we get into a shapeshifter argument between Poir and Oolong. 
where we find that Oolong failed shapeshifter school was by being kicked out after stealing <laughs> the teacher's paper. The teacher's paper. Expelled. Yeah, true. He was essentially expelled. That's why he can only hold his form for five minutes. Yeah, he didn't learn enough concentration. He did not. Uh, but he does turn into an umbrella. And Poir turns into a fan. And Poir they, turns into a fan. Apparently, they also teach you how to turn into like electronic moving objects that you can power yourself once right. you get farther into the schooling. So We're only like five episodes away from Poir turning into a bus. Yeah, Poir is a fucking baller shapeshifter. So, so. yeah. Also, where are your dino caps at, Bulma? What are you doing? Yeah. She should have got more, at least in the city. She has money, I think, right? Maybe she doesn't. Haven't seen her broke yet. I haven't seen her work a day in her life either. (laughs) That's true. There's a line where I think Bulma says, it's good that we're not, like, baking in the sun. And then (laughs) Oolong says an all-timer line, well, I'm baking it in the sun. (laughs) As he's sweating as the... He is umbrella. sweating because he's the umbrella. He's absorbing all the rays. And also he's bacon. He's a pig. It's the dumb. I miss that. Yeah, I'm bacon in the sun. That's what it's a it's a pun joke. I missed the pun. I'm happy I did. <laughs> I liked it. It made me laugh. And so a sandstorm hits. The river shows up for the everyone's celebrating. River's here. Yeah, the river's here. Everyone's celebrating. Everyone has to take shelter now. There's the sandstorm. Huge, super sandstorm. Yep. Blowing them away. Blowing the water away. Yeah. Blowing, I mean, just blowing and blowing. Blowing everybody. Blowing Bulma. Blowing yeah. every poor. Everyone's getting blown. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> blown, blown, blown. <laughs> uh, yeah. They all hide in the car, Bulma and the crew. They're like, fuck, take shelter in the car. And uh, the water's gone. All the water gone. But we find... The Goku... Th- Yep. See some sparkling on the horizon. On the horizon. So the roaming lake is just basically water picked up by a sandstorm and then, like, dropped. I suppose. I believe it's, like, taking where the vortex is at, I think. Rivers don't work this way, but no, it's okay. No, but, but I think that's what the implication is. I, or it just moves. It's just the oasis that Goku, Goku was in yeah. that moved during the sandstorm. Who knows? Or it was both. Who knows? But yeah, they basically like, ah, that's the roaming lake. I'm like, sure. Sure. Why not? Miracle. Till it's gone. And Bulma's crew, they were blown right back to South City. About right back to South City. Right where they started, I think. Yeah, exactly. She's like, we're right back where we started. So they've gone nowhere. Nowhere. At least they can get gas now. Yes. They didn't get buried under 12 feet of fucking sand. <laughs> Goku flies away in the Nimbus. He does his, like, cool Nimbus pose. Yep. Do, 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 do. Where he's, like, he, he's, like, standing, doing kind of, It's, like, almost like a warrior pose. Like, he's, like, facing the side and he has his fists out. Yep. Right to the side, like, shoulder height level. Very good. Great posing. Great posing. That brings us to episode 30. Pilaf and the Mystery Force. The Mystery Force. The race for the Dragon Balls continues as Goku must battle Emperor Pilaf and his cohorts for control of the four-star Dragon Ball. Amid the chaos rises a new enemy, a mysterious horde of villains who will stop at nothing to realize their lethal agenda. Lethal? Uh Uh-oh. So the episode starts off with like 
a mafia boss, it looks like. Like, one of those... It's not a cat, but it's a weird creature, kind of. It's a little poir. It's kind of like a poir. It is like a cat, but it really... It's a little cat bat. Cat bat. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, it is like... Yeah, it is like a poir. eating on some fruit or something. Eating on some fruit. It's like an evil poir. Yeah, and, and he says, hey, you can kill him. You could kill him. He's smoking big old cigar. He puts it out in the lady mouth mouth ashtray. Yeah, what's up with the lady mouth ashtray? He just wanted to put a blowjob scene in his manga. Whew, it's a lot. It's very suggestive. It's yep. a very interesting opening. It's very short, too. Kill him. Now we know what these people are about. Yeah, exactly. Who are these people? I don't know. Killers. <laughs> Goku's flying around in the Nibis, hits his head on a rock. Yep. Because he's not paying attention. Enjoying the scenery. Not watching where he's going. All day I say this. Yeah. He's 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 enjoying the moment. As the narrator explains to us, like, Goku, he's just... He doesn't think about the past. He doesn't think about the future. He just thinks about the now. Yep. Enjoying... Because he doesn't know when the moment will end, so he has to enjoy every minute of it. And he's, like, eating a whole bunch of apples <laughs> in the trees. Yep. Then we get a eat well, not eat. Then we get a peel off trauma dream, where peel off is dreaming he's back to uh, Monkey Goku smashing the palace. Yep, traumatic thing. <laughs> Very traumatic. Wakes up in a fright <laughs> with a slipper on his face. For some reason, I don't know what this is supposed I, to represent. It's just maybe comedy. He was a flailing around, so his slippers on his face. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> Shoe comes in. We see Shoe again. It's a, it's so good seeing peel off Shoe and Mai. Yeah, it's just nice. Like to talk, like oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Shoe comes in and says, "Hey, we're tracking a Dragon Ball. We got one on the radar. Finally, good news. Finally, peel off's like, damn, I'm gonna enjoy this and open up the windows, <laughs> and he gets sucked right out because <laughs> it come out to see we're way up in the air." Yeah, his castle, new castle, is a flying fortress. Maybe monkey-proof. You know, trauma-induced design. Yeah. How does he get these? He is a king. Okay. Yeah, sure, why not? That You know what? He must have a lot of money. That really is it, yeah, right? Someone in, someone in his past got all the Dragon Balls and was like, I want to be richer than anybody in the world. I, I would love to meet the, like, mad scientist that designs all of Pilaf's, like, contraptions. We do need a mad scientist. Yeah, we do need a mad scientist. I agree with that. It's about time. Finally give us a mad scientist. Yeah, I don't think we have one yet. We get, I know we do. So, yeah, we get a comedic bit of Pilaf hanging onto the curtain, not wanting to die by falling out of his fortress. And then we cut to tanks. Tanks and, a, like, a army jeep topless army jeep with like some mysterious guy in shadow riding it yep and this man will stay in shadow for most of the episode we only know he's got red hair we only know he has red hair and big old coat big old coat we see a whole bunch of like uh rr symbols on like the tanks and like the soldiers armbands yep so so we're we're we're, we're hinting at the red ribbon here something like that (laughs) We get a cut to Goku bathing. Goku bathing, of course. We, we we get a lot of Goku bathing these episodes for some reason. It is interesting. It seems like the only pause Goku ever really takes is to just either eat or bathe. 
We don't see like a pause for sleep or anything because this scene could have been Goku sleeping. Yep. Um, but Goku's bathing. He has all of his stuff out, and we have this like weird thief kid that we're introduced to who like watching the red ribbon people go by. No, he's just kind of there, or he's just kind of there. Introduced as a red ribbon guy, like the red ribbon guys drive by, and then we go to him. Yeah, and he's very just, and he's like, fine I'm food. hungry. I wish I had some food. <laughs> Can't find any sitting here, so it's time to get to work. And yeah, he steals Goku's everything, everything, literally all of it. Clothes, all of it. Dragon Ball radar, bag, power pole, power pole. Goku has to fly around on the Nimbus, looking for his ship. Looking for a shit, and he calls, hey, power pull, extend. And it's really cool. I really like that. He just, like, thanks. Big I'll... brain Goku coming out. Yeah, big thinking Goku. Big he has thinking to. thinking brain. <laughs> and, yeah, the power pull shoots right up, and he's able to get his stuff. But the thief still ran away. Yeah, and he's missing something still. Yep. got. He has that Dragon Ball radar. Dang it. And he left a shoe. He left his shoe, and he notices something really smelly. Guy has stinky feet. Stinky feet. He, he does not take Goku's one of two breaks. No, he does not take Goku's one of two breaks. <laughs> His mandated bath. So Goku starts tracking him by smell. And this kid's just hoofing it at this point. Because he knows there's a crazy motherfucker after him. Yep. Uh, and then we get like a cut to Pilaf and Mai entering this weird western town. We're back to our western towns. Yep. Looking for... Uh, the nearby Dragon Ball. The thief also goes to that exact same town. We see him kind of cut running into the town like, ah, here we are. Here we are. Cowboy town. Cowboy town. We also get, we keep getting cuts to the tanks too, getting closer. Just the ever-looming tanks. Don't, isn't this where we see them go to the family? Yes. Yes, because this is right before we enter the town is when we see the family having dinner. Right. Eating all peacefully. Yeah, they're just enjoying their meal, and then... Tanks roll up. Soldiers <laughs> kick in the door. They just start <laughs> pointing, pointing guns their guns at everybody. Guy comes in. It's like, hey, where the fucking Dragon Ball at? I know it's one around here. Right. There's a Dragon Ball in this area, and nobody has any clue what a Dragon Ball is. Yep. And so they uh, search the house. They break everything. Oh, yeah. he he. Okay, so this guy, who will come to know as Silver, I'm just going to say his name instead of saying Mystery Red Hair. Yep, Colonel Silver. Colonel Silver, this motherfucker, he's like, you know, you can't have a good childhood if you have a broken home. Destroy break, everything. Destroy everything. And they just start smashing shit. This man is just like... He's like a fucking... He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy, and he's going to make a quote about it. Yep. <laughs> oh. So, we cut to a little kid pawning the uh, the Dragon Ball radar to yep. the New Year's antique store. And the guy's like, I can... he's thinking to himself, I can probably get millions for this thing. Yeah, this guy's over here like doing Pawn Stars or something. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, he does, I mean... He does get basically millions from another guy just by fucking upselling the shit out of him. So he know he's got game. He, he, he might not be wrong. He has he get millions for it. But yeah, so he's like, ah, this is gonna be millions in his head. He doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what it is. But he can tell it's expensive. Anyone could. Yeah, anyone could. Any person with any reasonable brain. I would say even a child could. So he says, "I'll give you ten zennies, but just because I like you, <laughs> just because I like you, kid." And the kids are like, 
No way. That's, that's, that's terrible. That's a bad deal. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, we don't know what it is, so uh, how do you know it's valuable? Which, okay, but you can tell this is worth more than 10 zenny. Think about all the things you can buy with 10 zenny, which is just like basic food. Could you buy something that looks like this? But the kid takes it. <laughs> to be fair, it's also a hot item. So he's trying to get rid of it. That's true. He is pawning off stolen goods. I would have asked for more. Yeah, you could probably have a little more. Like a thousand seems reasonable. I think this money is all artificial and made up. I don't know why I'm like negotiating. I just feel like... Gohan, this... Goku ate $30,000 worth of food. So... No, he ate four hundred so and thirty. dollars It's not that much Or 70000 Yeah. See, this is my thing. He doesn't even give a counteroffer. He just takes the 10. He does. He's not a good negotiator. He's a chump. He's a kid. Yeah. Krillin would have gotten this, though. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> Krillin doesn't have a pure heart. Neither does this kid, clearly. No, this kid doesn't either. <laughs> Sells it to the peddler. And who also happens to be at the peddler's shop? But a one peel-off trying out a crown. Beautiful looking crown. He is... <laughs> he's, he is shopping. <laughs> peel-off is shopping. Yep. About to get upsold like a motherfucker because he's just his ego is just eating up every line. Yeah, from this uh, this shrewd salesman. Something interesting is I think Mai is more done with peel off shit. She seems more stern and curt with him than normal. Like we're not here to buy, we're not here to do this. We're looking for something. <laughs> Remember the Dragon Ball. <laughs> And she's, but she's also trying not to just say it out loud because she's also getting after whatever he's just fucking blurting out about it. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's, tell the whole neighborhood about it. He starts, yeah, just blabbing, and she's like, now remember, secret. <laughs> like she, she knows to keep it quiet. But hey, this peddler has something perfect for the ruler of the world. Just like all great rulers have it, you can tame beasts with it. Yep, it's true. And Pilaf is just buying this. He's just, like, flushed in the face, like, yeah. Whatever this is, I'm paying a lot for it. I'm paying a lot for it. And wouldn't you know, it's the four-star Dragon Ball. It's the four-star Dragon Ball. Somehow. Somehow. And the thing that we um, noticed, too, is the Dragon Ball radar. It's like, hey, right on top of, right where the Dragon Ball radar is at, in that area, there is a Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's right here. You're right, it's right on here. the Dragon Ball. And so this is, hey, they have the four-star Dragon Ball. And Pilaf's like, take all this money. We're going to just buy this and get out. Yeah. He's like, well, let's talk about price now. I'm a fair, and he just hand, pay, armful of money. He can barely yeah. hold all the money. So cut to Goku, tracking down this little boy. He, he manages to go by, so Goku is now a scent tracker. Well, we knew he know he knew his nose was good. He knew his nose was good, but not like bloodhound good. He tracked down the rock that was thrown by Master Roshi. True, you're right with his nose. That's right, you're right. Damn, Goku <laughs> he's, just uh, he's been better than a bloodhound. That literally his only weakness is the fact that he just doesn't have any cultural context and his need for sustenance and food. Yeah, I would say that's almost everyone's weakness. Sure, <laughs> but him especially. <laughs> Yes. He does great beats, so he needs great eats. Yeah, so Goku says, hey, where it at? Where is it? Yeah, where's my fucking Dragon Ball radar? And it shows Goku, hey, this is the antique shop. Yep, here you go. And as Pilaf's exiting out of the store, bumps into Goku. <laughs> and they do a good, like, hey, it's you, pointing at each other. 
And he, and he goes, it's the monster. Yeah, Pilo, Don't come anywhere near me. Yeah, Pilo's like, fuck. <laughs> the, the nightmare man from my dreams, it's here. This Dragon Ball's mine. I bought it fair and square, he says. <laughs> yeah. Notorious Steve Pilaf is like. <laughs> so Goku asks, how many stars does it have? <laughs> Pilaf just runs out, but the peddler informs, hey, it has uh, four stars. It has four stars. And that's my grandpa. <laughs> so he grabs the radar. Yeah, Goku grabbed it at this point. Yeah, Goku also takes the radar, so like the guy doesn't get any money off that. So basically, the kid kind of made out. He did make out. So that's at least good. It makes that feel a little well, better. Don't you worry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because another person shows up to the store. Yep, we uh, our R and R guy. Yep, our 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 mystery silver guy. I love how much he's kept in the darkness, as if like seeing his design would be a surprise. Because usually when a character's in complete darkness, like, it's a complete shadow, can't see any facial features, just the red hair. I imagine someone I know. Like, oh, this is a character I've seen before. And the reveal is, fuck, this character's really evil or something. Yeah, I don't know. They just but were hiding so, his face. Just hiding his face. It kind of just makes him cool, though. Yeah, it just makes him cool and intimidating. <laughs> and so that's what I like about it. It also, and here it's mostly like, oh, this person's mysterious. Who are these people? We can't, we don't even know what he looks like. And uh, yeah, he's like, hey, the Dragon Ball's here. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? We know you got the Dragon Ball. Where is it at? And he's like, oh, I know exactly what you're looking for, sir. And goes back into his little shop. Grabs uh, one of the random Dragon Balls out of a case full of fake Dragon Balls, um, we come to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, I better grab this gun just in case. And yeah. Sucks it in front as a crotch. The, the peddler's like, I don't... These I mean, people, he knows. He knows, but like... He doesn't know good enough. Though. He doesn't know good enough. So he hands him... <laughs> the fake Dragon Ball. Fake Dragon Ball. Silver drops it. It's like... Fucking fake, man. It shatters. Yep. We cut to... He says, well, they're all that They're all that fragile. And we actually cut to a bird's nest on yes. top of the pawn shop. Which, lo and behold, has the six-star Dragon Ball. Yep. Or the seven-star Dragon Ball. Uh, yes. Just, like, sitting there like an egg for the seagull. Yeah, there's uh, two seagulls and, like, a baby. And a baby seagull. And then the size of the Dragon Ball in the nest. Yep. <laughs> it's really good it's a really good like twist of like oh <laughs> this guy didn't just have a dragon ball he's just he just has fake dragon, fake dragon ball. ball he never had the real one yep however that doesn't help him this does not save him in fact it damns him in fact it damns him well now that does not damn him because the guy <laughs> says search the fucking place and the guy's like, not on my fucking watch. Yeah. He fucking pulls the gun the and peddler... is about to shoot him. Yep, the peddler pulls out his gun and is about to kill Silver, but Silver gets a drop on him quicker. Bang. 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 Three shots. And then the seagull goes, squawk, 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 for the three shots. Yep, and grabs the grabs his egg. It's actually a dragon ball and flies, flies the away. fuck out of there. But also Colonel Silver says, and I died laughing. <laughs> Boring conversation anyway, as if he's Han Solo. <laughs> yep. As if this is he a... He did do a Han Solo. Right. He shot... Colonel Silver shot first. Yeah. It's... Oh, it's evil Han Solo. That's what's happening. Because he also... He, he is a cowboy. He is a cowboy character. He has like a long duster jacket. Yeah. 
Oh, it's good. I, w- I really was wondering if he says that in the sub. And I gotta know. Yeah. That brings us to episode 31. A title that is a threat to me personally. Wedding Plans? There's an imposter in the Ox King's village. And he works for Emperor Pilaf. Pilaf is back to his sneaky tricks to get his hands on a Dragon Ball. But he isn't the only one looking. The Red Ribbon Army is also on the hunt. And they'll destroy everything in their path to get what they want. Even Goku's wedding. Even Goku's wedding. Seriously, wedding plans, seeing that title card is like, oof, this is a this is a dangerous threat. So Pilaf and the gang also discover, hey, our Dragon Ball's fake. Yep. And Goku does not realize this. Goku is checking like the Dragon Ball reader. He's not really checking the reader. We check the reader as the as like the camera, but he's kind of just holding like this as he's flying. True. Also, I don't think he really knows how to read it very well. I think he kind of does, but yeah, you're right. Because in the first episode, he doesn't go in the right direction. <laughs> True. So we get a little bit more of this um, Red Ribbon Army of sorts. Colonel Silver doesn't realize, like, fuck, the Dragon Ball's not here. He gets, like, a call from, like, a central command. Yep, who have a, it, who is... Where the big boss is. Right, where the mafia-looking boss guy is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has, like, a personal, like, walkie-talkie. Like, not even walkie-talkie, radio. Just, a like, a portable radio in his pocket. Yeah. And he picks it, like, kind of like a uh, fucking... What's the classic? I think... When you think of truckers and the cultural ham conception... Radio. Yeah, he has, like, a ham radio, like... Cordless cell phone. Right. It's so weird. <laughs> we briefly get to see uh, Colonel Silver in color. Like, the light hits him real quick, and he's instantly back in the shadow. So we get a full look of this guy. So yeah, Goku refuses to believe the... He does look at the Dragon Ball radar, and it's like, why is it Why is it saying it's away? Well, it must not be working. <laughs> he just assumes the Dragon Ball radar doesn't work anymore, and that it's broken, because he saw the four-star Dragon Ball go with Pilaf. Yep. He's like putting his face on the window as they're like, fuck, this Dragon Ball's broken, what do we do? <laughs> and Pilaf opens up the window to be like, what? What do you want? <laughs> and Pilaf flies out the window to his death. Yeah, they really shouldn't be able to be opened. Why would you have openable windows? Or like, he if demanded it, probably. He probably demanded it, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, but you just can't open them when they're up in the air. <laughs> Pilaf negotiates with Goku. If you save me, I'll give you your grandpa's Dragon Ball. My and Shu have glue. And they're reconstructing it piece by piece. Yep. Piece by piece. 3D puzzle. That'd be miserable. Hell. Violet has like the Dragon Ball in a cloth and very gingerly is trying to hand it to Goku like, now remember, you have to hold it carefully. <laughs> they're very fragile they're things. Very fragile. <laughs> it's like, and Goku buys this. And he's like, he examines it though. Right. He does look at it. He's like, there's a crack in him. <laughs> and so Pilaf comes in, like, ah, packs it up. Packs it up and hands it off to Goku. And says, get us the fuck out of here. And there's a really cool, like, shot of, like, the Flying Fortress engines engines bursting away. And Goku has to, like, dodge all the um, mechanical arms because we haven't really described the flying engine. It's, like, circles connected by rods. It almost looks like an atom. It's like a Death Star with a bunch of little Death Stars connected to it. Yeah. 
And I really like its design. It's all silver and metallic. It looks very futuristic and just yeah. very sci-fi. It's like a flying giant flying castle, really. Right. It and so like, like go offshoot. Like, like just the... like seeing Goku like in the Nimbus cloud kind of like dodge all the different like parts of it. It just like looks like a it's a beautifully composed shot. I really loved it. It like yeah. struck me. It was a cool shot. And then while he's dodging, he drops him. He drops the Dragon Ball. The Dragon Ball. Uh-oh, Grandpa. <laughs> going for a drop. <laughs> and like it shatters. Yep, he, he gets there. He catches it just in time, like usual. But a, and he's like, well, that's weird. He's like, oh, no, that's weird. And, and he's smiling and everything, like, as if, like, this is like, yeah, okay. He, like, he, it looks like it's like a shiver of anxiety. And then he's like, didn't, he's like, realizes something's wrong. Yeah, it's so strange. So we cut to somewhere else. So we go back, we get a little narrator introduction of, Ah, the Ox King and the villagers around the Ox King's castle. Yes. Ox King's back. Chi-Chi's back. Chi-Chi's back. She's, all she's thinking about is Goku for the past year. Daydreaming about Goku. Maybe she watched him on the tournament. Maybe. I doubt it, though. They don't seem like a TV family. Maybe not. I feel like the Ox King doesn't know how TV works. I feel like the Ox King doesn't know how TV works, but he does care about the fighting tournament. True. I love... <laughs> yeah. And he might care about Master Roshi's students fighting in it. True, but maybe he doesn't know. He Maybe he's been busy. Maybe he doesn't know. I like Ox King's outfit. I just love the... I love the head, like, goggles. Where it all covers helmet. his head. The head. Yeah, the helmet goggles. And, like, he has, like, o- overalls on, almost? With, like... I can't remember his clothing. It has, right like, now. purple it, purple straps with stars on it. It's really good. I believe you. <laughs> he doesn't know when Goku's coming back, so he takes TT to a psychic. To, yeah, his actually household psychic. Household psychic. And this psychic is a reading. Goku's getting closer every time. He's very near. He's actually on his way here. And, oh shit, Chi-Chi wants to marry him. Yeah, so she takes a big bite of the dumpling before the ant gets to it. Mm-hmm. Big bite. A big dumpling. Huge. So Chi-Chi starts talking about how she wants to marry him. And the Ox King, like, he's like, married, aren't you too young to be thinking about that? Which, A, yes, but, B, does he, so B, he asks this as a question, and it makes you wonder, does he actually know? Because I don't think he maybe doesn't know. Doesn't he remember offering his daughter's hand in marriage for putting out the fire on the mountain? That's literally what he offers Goku. Oh, yeah. So why is he, like, dumb? Okay, yeah, you know what? Ox King, big dumb. He's team big dumb guy. <laughs> big and dumb. We see that later on in his battle style. True. Okay, yeah, he's just dumb. It's just like he completely forgot he promised her hand to Goku. So Silver has tracked the Dragon Ball with coordinates thanks to HQ to a seagull. Flying through the air. He's in a jet plane. He sees it. He's, there it is. There it is. So I thought when Silver like locks onto the seagull, I thought he was just going to torpedo it. <laughs> And then we get a very sudden and startling pterodactyl attack. Pterodactyl. Munching on a free, free seagull. Free it's- seagull. But it also eats the Dragon Ball. I was like, okay, he's just going to launch him himself the Dragon Ball. And then instantly, like instantly. within a second, a rock smashes. Huge rock. Just smacks <laughs> the fuck out of the pterodactyl. Mid-flight. Mid-flight. Knocks it down. And fuck, it's the Ox King launching a rock. Yep. So he's just dragging away his dinner. The dinner for the feast. Dinner, well, his no, his dinner. 
<laughs> for his marriage. For his daughter's marriage. Yep. I like that the Red Ribbon Army's like, oh, fuck, that's the Ox King. Like, this is going to be a bigger issue. Yeah. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> Much harder than before. It's like, well, yeah, you were taking it from a seagull before, and now you're taking it from the Ox King. So, yeah. yeah. Even a pterodactyl is much harder than before. But Ox King's worse. Pilaf's gang comes around, and the Red Ribbon Army's like, oh, shit. Colonel Silva's like, we got we to gotta get out of here. This is, this thing's huge. Yeah. Try. It is very intimidating. It's a giant fucking... Flying ship. But it doesn't Captain. intimidate the Ox King. <laughs> because the Ox King looks at that and it's like, that must be Goku. That must be our friend Goku. <laughs> Mai's like, oh shit. Well, first Pilaf's like, unload on the fucking city. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pilaf is ready for an or like a, a aerial bombardment. <laughs> yep. That was an orbital. <laughs> shit. This is a logical progression, right? At some point, Pilaf has a space station. Yeah, eventually. I mean, it basically is a space station. It, right? Masa bombarded it, and I was like, fuck, that's the Ox King, though. That's going to be an actual problem. And he also says, hey, look it. They're greeting us. Well, first he says, I don't care about no cow man. Or... Cow man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, she explains that he is known as the Devil King. Because he's such a bad person. <laughs> Evil dude. Evil dude. But they don't only turn back his way. So they see a sign. Pilaf says, "What? what is that? W- welcome. What is that? Welcome back, go cow. <laughs> just keeping with the cow themes. But also just like more jokes of like can't read Goku's name. Goku's name. Which, we, which will always go over our heads. Yeah, I wish I could, uh, I wish I, like, fully got it. I wish I fully got how easy it would be to uh, fuck up Goku's name. I mean, it is. Mostly because English is not readable. If you look, if you didn't have the the context of what his name was, you, you would look at that U and that could say, like, any five fucking sounds. Yeah, <laughs> Or <true>. the O. <laughs> Pilaf and the gang come up with a brilliant plan. Disguise Shu as Goku because Shu has a tail. Easy. And they have a perfect Goku face mask thing. They have a Goku face mask thing, which is kind of sick. Yeah. It looks dead, and it's great. Doesn't blink or anything. Doesn't change its, like, dull smile. It's just a Lego Goku. It's Lego Goku. The Flying Fortress has a giant landing pad. Mm-hmm. That, like, it looks like, looks like it pushes the ground a little. I mean... <laughs> It's holding up that whole ass shit. <laughs> Ox King's dumb buys the shoe ploy. Yep. And buys that their cousins to Goku. Yep. Uh, Even Go- though he knows exactly who Goku's family is. It's very strange. Either way. He's really infatuated. Yeah, he's just happy that. Super happy. Someone's marrying Chi Chi. Yeah. Goku is flying through, getting some apples, uh, takes a break, eats more apples, stuffs some apples down his shirt. Which I completely forgot about. <laughs> and sees Chi-Chi. It's like, hey, Chi-Chi. And the reason why I forgot about the apple is because from this shot, it looks like Goku has breasts now. Yes. <laughs> it really does look like Goku's just like, has like decent honkers, honestly. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> he pulls out the apples like, here, Chi-Chi, want an apple? And they have a nice little scene of like, ah, it's nice to see you. And, like, every time Chi-Chi gets, like, flustered and is like, oh, stop, Goku, she always, like, taps him and sends him flying. 
Goku interprets this as, why are you hitting me? I mean, she is hitting him. And she is, right, exactly, because she's strong. She's like Ox King strong. Yes, he's very strong. She should enter the tournament. That'd be sick. Chi-Chi should have been there. Ox King should have been there. Ox King should have been there. Where's that, like, a tournament all-stars match? He's already won his Tankaichi tournaments, probably. Which is also why I don't think he would forget about them. Because they're annual. Or, or like, semi-annual. True. Um. Yeah, so Goku and Chi-Chi are having a good time. And then we get cut back to Shu and, like, uh, the Ox King at the wedding feast. <laughs> There's a good line. Like, Pilaf and Shu are whispering and, like, the Ox King says, now, like, fathers and sons should tell each other everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, sitting here, I'm like, I see, I've never heard that relationship between fathers and sons. What's going on here? Ox King's a good dad? The fuck? What does that mean? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> then we get a tank attack. Oh, shit. Tank attack on the wedding. No. No. Uh. They they brought up the giant, like, also, I forgot to mention, they, like, have a roasted pterodactyl. It's huge. Huge pterodactyl. And it's just the Ox Kings. Just the Ox Kings. He's King. a big guy. He needs a big meal. He's a big... You know what? That's true. That's Man. what they're whispering about. Because Pilaf's trying to get Shu to get to get, to get the, the pterodactyl, because that's where the Dragon Ball is. Yeah. Cooked up inside with a nice seagull attached to it. <laughs> um... Yeah, the tanks blast so hard. <laughs> well, first, another thing forgot to mention. Ox King hits Shu on the back multiple times, but the last time he, like, launches Shu into a wall and gets Shu's bell rung. <laughs> yeah, and his hat falls off. His hat falls off. Disguise. Yeah, that's where the Red Ribbon Army blasts through. Yeah, because everyone, everyone, um, everyone but the Ox King sees it. Yes. Um... But then the, the Red Ribbon starts shooting, blasting. That's where the Ox King goes to battle, and he just starts beating the shit out of tanks. Yeah. They, yeah. They draw him out, and then he just smashes the shit out of a couple of tanks. Like, how dare you blow yep. up my daughter's wedding? But they uh, launch a, launch a, like, a eye attack and rope, and goo rope him up. On his, eye, on his eyes. If Goggles. only he could take off his hat. Maybe he can't. I don't know. Maybe he can't. Maybe it's fused to him. Maybe he can't see without him. Yeah, it's also funny, like... Colonel Silver shoots that out of, like, a javelin. <laughs> yes. It's like, it looks like he's about to launch a missile. Instead, he launches, like, goo. Goo. <laughs> they stole that from the pterodactyl, people. Uh, Pilaf gets the uh, ball out and starts running back to the Flying Fortress. And, like, in the Jeep with Colonel Silver, there's, like, <laughs> one thing that stood out to me is this dog. This, like black fur dog just like starts shooting at pilaf i'm like that just looks like a dog that's really funny to me <laughs> it's just like the thing about the red ribbon army aesthetically they're america right they're functionally just america and it's military sure because they have like our army jeeps they have like our style of tanks yes it's interesting that the most violent force introduced into the show right now is the american military their boss has like a weird irish accent irish Something it's. Italian. I think it's trying to be Don Italian, but it's not. We bad accent. Bad accent. Or just weird mush accents again, as per, as per a lot of times. This. I think what's happening is someone's being told, "I need you to do an accent." They're like, "I don't know how to do that accent." They're like, "Just try your best. This is for kids." Yes, and be a bad guy. <laughs> and be a bad guy. 
peel off and then escape. They 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 get up. Mm-hmm. We get a cut to Goku and Chi Chi. Chi Chi's like just like telling her feelings and stuff about the wedding and whatnot. And Goku's asleep. It's just slump. Not paying attention. First time we see Goku sleeping in a while. Yep. But also it's like a red flag. <laughs> Chi Chi. He's not gonna listen to you. No. He doesn't this boy doesn't listen. No. He had like Goku just fundamentally has to stumble into a relationship, I feel like. He can't make a concerted effort because I don't think he can do it at all. I mean, he makes concerted efforts to help people. But not to... He would never date someone. But Goku and Chi-Chi see fire in the distance and they go off to try to try to see what's going on in the village. Yep. And that leaves us on probably the first true cliffhanger we've ever done. Yes. Oh, he gets goo-gunned and then he gets caught in big net. Yeah, big net catches the ox king and they take him down. Yeah, they they they're going to blast through the village or chase after I guess Pilaf since Pilaf. they know he has the Dragon Ball. Yep. So how do we feel about these three episodes? The start of the Red Ribbon uh saga. Uh it was fun. It's nice. It's nice uh seeing Goku do Goku things, being back on adventures, helping people out. I like Pilaf and Shu and Mai coming back. Yeah, that's, that's nice. It's like a nice familiar feeling. We started with them and now they're back in the action. We're hunting Dragon Balls, which is good. Less Master Roshi is kind of... Uh, <sighs> it's a relief. Nice. A little break yeah, we these. had a lot less perversions this episode. Last two. Except for the Goku weird stuff. <laughs> well, the, you would just, yeah, you just, the last two episodes, which didn't have any Roshi, because that episode had so had Master Roshi. In That's it. true. Yeah, two episodes without Master Roshi being a creep is nice. I like it. <laughs> it makes you wonder, what would the show be like if he just wasn't a creep? Yep. The loss of Krillin is felt for me. I also think it's good that they introduced a new, like, adversary, too. Yes, a darker and more devious foe. <laughs> it is it is very i do like the contrast of like this is a, like a serious like murder army would try to do yeah if the dragon balls were real this is how people would really be going after them. this is how the american military would go after them they would just start bombing villages killing people one thing that i'm starting to realize with especially with this comparison that we're getting like pilaf is literally like a child yeah. And it's almost like these two are actually his parents. Yeah. They're like just being dragged along by an extremely abusive child. Yeah, it really feels like this more so this time around too. It feels a bit different because there were like instances where Pilaf was like torturing them and having the power over them. But it feels like, yes, he has power over them, but they're more directive of him now. Yeah, somehow. Trauma's changed him. Trauma got him a little, little ego put in check. Some somehow some slight bit, yeah. Not nearly enough yet. Not nearly enough. We'll we'll see. Maybe one day. <laughs> so the next episodes are episode thirty two, the Flying Fortress vanished. Episode thirty three, the Legend of a Dragon. Episode thirty four, Cruel General Red. General Red. That sounds interesting. We got a Colonel Silver and a General Red. I feel like I'm sensing a theme already. Do you think that General Red will have silver hair? Oh, shit, yeah, because Colonel Silver has red hair. That is interesting, too. There was, like, nothing silver about him. Nope. Huh. Or do you think they'll all just have red because of Red Ribbon? Who knows? Who knows? 
I mean, a lot of people probably know. We just don't. Not us. Anything you'd like to shout out? Nope. <laughs> you can check out my other podcast called Flashpoint. I know. Um, I'm really hoping. I said last episode that uh, there'd be a Last of Us podcast episode. That's being recorded later this week. So that should be maybe before this one's out or after this one's out. But soon. It's very soon. It's imminent. Soon. And until next time. Go, go, Dragon Ball. Go, go, Dragon Ball. Also, I'll give you a romance, you know? What? What?